Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WIM Podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing and get real about women in business. Find us wherever you download podcasts, and of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim, double I, dot com. Hey, guys. Happy 2023. We made it, you guys. So 23 is actually my lucky number and it has been since childhood. So I have been very much looking forward to this year. I feel very optimistic about it. Yes, I am that person who like kind of believes a little bit in lucky numbers, numerology, like all that woo-woo stuff that I don't admit to just anybody. It's fun. It's fun, guys. So I'm excited for 2023. <laughs> I'm excited about it for you as well, though. I wish you all nothing but like, I don't know, just just good vibes all around, like not being crazy with work and being grounded in what you want and setting boundaries. A lot of stuff that we talked about in the last episode, which I do hope that you caught if you didn't, listen to this one and then parlay it into that because that was a nice episode that I hope rounded out the year and grounded you because that's really such a great way to go into the next year, being grounded with, it was like five tips to a healthy and happy 2023. So check it out if you haven't. I am so excited that in one week from today, if you are listening to this podcast on the day that it drops, we have our LA experience. You guys, I've been talking about this for weeks. It's here. It's here. So if you don't buy your ticket, you are going to majorly miss out. I heard from so many of you guys in New York who didn't get to our last one and they're like, dang, like I missed it. And I saw the photos and it looked incredible. And I was like, it was. Where were you? So don't miss out. I am telling you, we have been planning this event for months at this point, and it's going to be so fun. Whim this year, we're leaning into connections and experiences. And so I just want to create as many in-person experiences that facilitate these connections, these memorable experiences as possible. That's what our goal is this year. So if you are in LA or want to travel to on January 10th, in a week from today, again, if you're happy to be listening to this episode the day that it drops, we are hosting the LA Experience. Members, of course, got early ticket access, but also old tickets are only $10 for members. And for guests, they are $50 and includes a ton of opportunities for connections of a who's who in the influencer marketing industry. But besides that, we're just going to have a really lovely night. <laughs> we have a beautiful house that we're using for the event by Shine Talent Group. So huge thanks to them for giving us this beautiful house of theirs to host this incredible event. Um, and also we have... Magic Links, which is one of our other sponsors for this event as well. Um, we have some other sponsors that are giving away stuff for a raffle and it's just going to be so good. I, I can go on and on, but I just think that you should go to our website and get your ticket and you can read all about it there, which is iamwim.com slash events. That's I-A-M-W-I-I-M, two I's dot com slash events. And you can see the LA experience. And then February 8th, we have the New York experience, which is going to be all of the magic on the opposite coast. And we just had our last event was here in New York. But again, so many people came to me and were like, ah, 
I missed it. It looks so cool that the demand was there and we're hosting another one just a few short months later. We're planning to go to other cities in the future, definitely this year, hopefully in the next couple months or so. So keep an eye out for all that. And of course, I'll bring you guys updates on the podcast as soon as I have them. This week's guest, you guys, this was a really fun episode. I was very intrigued by Erica. So when we um, got her on the podcast... I did like a deep dive and her history and her professional path is so interesting. So her name is Erica Yang. She's our guest today. She's the founder and the CEO of Real Hype Creative, which is a cross-border venture studio and creative agency. First, she was an established Wall Street investment banker before she went into the entertainment world and started her film production and celebrity agency. Then that was pretty successful and she expanded and founded Real Hype Creative, which is a creative agency disrupting the world of influencer marketing through proprietary data, algorithmic insight, and her team of viral video content specialists. This agency is so interesting. It's actually was invested in by ByteDance, which is the parent company of TikTok. They've got offices in LA and Shanghai. And Real Hype is bringing basically like future shaping digital creation models overseas to grow brands, celebs, with a whole list of people that I won't name. You'll recognize a ton of them. But through the power of creative short video content, influencers, and e-commerce live streaming, her agency is a one-stop shop for global brand marketing, utilizing the most cutting-edge technology from Web3, NFTs, virtual influencers, the metaverse, and more. You know, all of those are like speaking my language. I was so intrigued by her. I had to have her on the show. So without further ado, I hope you guys love this episode. Here is Erica Yang. All right. So we're just going to jump into it. So I'm so excited to meet you, first of all, and have you on the show today. We've got, I've been like, I saw your, you know, your your website and just like, just been checking out a lot about what you are working on and everything that you've got cooking. So I'm super excited to get to know you more and um, just chat about all things influencer marketing today. So first and foremost, how's your day going? It's uh, great. It's sunny LA. I love it. <laughs> There's like no complaints when the sun is always shining, right? <laughs> and you've been in LA, I think about like you said seven years, right? Yes. Awesome. And so maybe that's a good place to start. I'd love to learn maybe about the earlier years yes. of your life and how and when that move was facilitated seven years ago and what brought you to the States. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so my name is Erica. Uh, first of all, it's my honor to be here with you. I was born and raised in China. I got my education here. And then I first started as an investment banker on Wall Street and at Credit Suisse, actually. I worked there a bunch of years. And then, then I'm always very interested in the you know content side of the business and involved with creativity. So about seven years ago, you know, that was a time of, you know, all the entertainment industry has a really high valuation. 
And I got more involved in the music and film industry. So we started doing a lot of investment banking transaction on that. And then after that, I founded a company that's a film distribution and production company. Basically, I do a lot of cross-border transaction between U.S. and China. Like we buy a lot of Hollywood movies and we do the distribution in China. We got involved in the, you know, in the production as well, financing a bunch of movies here. And then, then you know, like near like pandemic hits, making like a high uh, value production is almost not possible anymore. And then, you know, people stay so much more online. And then I founded this new company. We still work with the same type of client, but we focus on creating more like interpersonal, more interactive content for celebrities, for brands online, and then connect with them all over the world. Of course, foremost is for China and on the TikTok side of the business. That's how we started. I love that so much. And I think that you're going to have a lot of insights that we can glean from you today, especially a lot of people in the States, like really look up to social media in places like China. You know, we hear that like social selling and, you know, commerce over there has been started years and years and years ago. And we're just trying to catch up. And obviously with like all of the hype around TikTok, knowing that like it got its roots and started overseas as well. Like, I feel like there's a lot for us to learn. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about your company now and also like its unique relationship with ByteDance. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, we basically, my company, we focus more on international, especially, you know, we work for the brands and we work with the client. If they want to go international, say you want to go to the Chinese market, you are a Hollywood celebrities, you have a huge influence and you want to do more work over there. We set up your TikTok profile for you. We do your content strategy. We have an in-house content studio. So then we do that side of business. And also for the brands you want to go to Chinese market. So we do the seminar and vice versa. There are, you know, as you know, there are way more international brands wanting to come to the United States. And so we do that side of business as well. We pretty much help them with their social media, um, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, you name it. We, we pretty much handle it all, um, but really work very smartly with the algorithm and data, like what's trending and what's going to connect you with your targeted user or your audience. Our relationship with Biden's, we're very lucky. So the first several months of me founding this new company, Real Hype, and we got invested by Bydance. So we have a very uh, close relationship. We, for example, we do like a weekly call. We discuss you know, what's trending, how can we work together, how do we work better with the creators and influencers, and how do we help the brands, and how do we help them go global, and giving you examples. For example, we work with Akon, and we work with Steve Aoki, the world-renowned DJ, and we do localized, I call localized, like a customized content, for them, cater to the Chinese market. And we also work with TikTok very closely, say, what's 
trending this week? And what can celebrity do that's gonna help? You know what's trending this week, and then how's gonna benefit whatever the brands is trying to promote, or how do we create a better profile? So you work closely with with TikTok in China. So say let's start a campaign together because this month is is Environmental Sustainability Month, and how do we create a campaign around that with with TikTok and with the celebrity? And how about healthy living, healthy diet and stuff like that. So we work with Maggie Q a, a lot. And she, you know, she's a very established international movie star, especially she has a massive um, influence in China. So we we work with her a lot about like a healthy diet and healthy living. And then we work with uh, Red, that's like a Chinese version of Instagram. We also work with Douyin, that's it. You know, it's just TikTok sister app called Douyin. We work together. We say, okay, how do we do a collaboration with a bunch of other celebrities and a bunch of other influencers, and we make it much more meaningful, impactful to to promote, you know, more accessible knowledge and information to the public, so we can help them out. So we do that side of a lot, and on the other side, you know, from the commercial. Side of the business, we we also work with the brands with TikTok and try try to you know through the algorithm what would be a meaningful content that works with algorithm really well that can go viral. So it's pretty yeah. much it's it's like a weekly, literally a weekly ongoing basis through all departments at TikTok. No, I appreciate that so much. Would you say that like how would you identify like your secret sauce? Like what makes your company unlike any other company? I think it's the key ingredients to really understand the algorithm data and then, then really just uh, creating the content that works with the algorithm data that comes with your own years of expertise and also working really close with TikTok. What are you trying to promote this week? And this week, you work really well. Sometimes, wow, so you actually, you're promoting the same thing but they really, the algorithm like to promote how-to. So basically you teach people how to lose weight or how to do something and then TikTok love it. And then sometimes next week you figure out, wow, actually TikTok likes to people, you know, you go accomplish your goal and then you went through hardship and then you accomplished that and then they really like it. It's still, you're talking about the same story. You really work with the algorithm data. I, I think that's uh that's really important. Another uh, secret ingredient ingredient us is we work with them closely, but also you have to do a lot of trial and error. So, for example, we're promoting a, a scooter. What kind of video would work? And you really have to create a lot of different short content in a lot of different categories. Some of them focus on lifestyle. Some of them focus on a daily user, like functionality perspective. Sometimes like a fancy shoot. You really don't know. You just have to push like as much as you can in a lot of different categories, see what kind of hits. And then in a summary is just really know how to create a creative short trending viral video on a daily basis. That's kind of the key to help with our clients. That's a brand or that's a person. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I feel like I'm always a little hesitant when talking about like viral content or, you know, like beating the algorithm just because it seems a little obscure. So I'm curious, like, what would you tell somebody 
who is trying to learn more about, you know, really mastering the algorithm. And you're talking about, you know, trends before, like, where do they look? Like, how do they go through trial and error? Like, what does the process look like? And what advice would you give? I think the way the best to start, say if you are a, a beauty influencer and you know you want to create like a trending viral video on the beauty side, I always suggest them to create a, a small account that only focus on the beauty content. And then you only focus on follow those accounts and you only watch that type of content. So algorithm identifying that actually you like that kind of content, so they're constantly pushing you more and more that type of like viral content. So you kind of know, okay, that's actually really popular. You start kind of doing just that to gain a little bit of popularity. And then, then you just keep keep building on top of that, being creative. I think that's really, really the key is you really, really work with the algorithm. And the way we always do is we create, every time we start a new campaign or we work with a new influencer, we'll create a, we call a matrix accounts. So we create a multiple accounts, even say using the scooter as example, we create a multiple accounts and focus on different kind of side of a scooter. And we're following those accounts and say what algorithm push you because whatever algorithm push you tend to be the kind of viral content. So you kind of work with them along with them. And then, then the way you beat with them is, you know, I would create as many as I can in a lot of different categories and I give a shot and try. And then some of them actually just would organically go viral. And then, then on top of that is you always work way better when you do the collaboration. So in China, it's, it's actually really popular is every time you try to create uh, some kind of content, you work with a lot of different creators. You start a campaign like simultaneously. And then we have a, a bunch of examples. And for example, we promote a song. We will work with Akon and we work with one big influencer. We start a campaign with 10 other ones and simultaneously. And then, then overnight will be a trending number one for a week. And so that collaboration being really key. No, that's really yeah. helpful. What else? I just feel like I want to pick your brain a bunch, like, because I feel like if I may, I would say that your secret sauce in your business is, I would think it's a unique perspective that you guys have. I feel like you have a really interesting insight, like seven years, like delving headfirst into, you know, the US brand partnership market. But you also have all this history in China, like launching a company there and continuing to do business there. So I would say that your secret sauce, if I may, is just that unique perspective. And I would love to gain more of that in this conversation even. So like what other type of best practices do you see in content, wherever it is, it can be, you know, based here, based there, anywhere, but like what else other best practices or successful campaign strategies have you seen? Cause I want to learn from those. Yeah. I, I think you, if we can learn, so what I consider the TikTok in China is a little bit ahead of the TikTok here is the content is a little actually much more premium per se. So for nowadays, if you want to really stand out, even in the US TikTok, you really have to, you know, do more work on the on the 
creative side of it. So for example, do more like scripted content that actually helps a lot. What China has done is, you know, you know, just imagine it's like a little TikTok version of a sitcom or a TikTok version of, of a, like a TV network, like an HBO TV network. And every individual creator is their own channel. So now over there is so much more competitive. What happens is if you are one creator and you literally have a team of eight to 10 people, so you have writers and you have a camera, you have editing people. And so your content comes out like so much better and you definitely stand out. So that's what I say. Like one thing is just always and keep updated, watch and learn and just try to create more like a premium kind of content that would make you definitely stay ahead. That's one. And B is always, you know, connect more, being like more interpersonal. So TikTok is always about interpersonal. It's a, it's a, it's very different from how Instagram real look like. Instagram real more kind of look like a display, right? Very editorial. And uh, on the TikTok side is more like, I feel like even though we're online, but I feel like you're my friend and I want to show you the real me. So that that's from that perspective. <laughs> Interesting. No, that's that's so interesting because I'm hearing you say like this premium type content, but it can still be premium and feel friendly and feel, yeah, that warmth to it. That's so interesting. That's a really unique perspective. I haven't really heard that before. And I think that's such a great way of articulating it. I would be curious on the flip side, what are some things like, what are some missteps that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this person did that. Like, you know, this is obviously not going to work for a campaign. Basically, what are some things you see wrong in our industry and what would you do to change them? I think right now is just always, one, one thing I would say is, you know, some brands had a mistake is they say, oh my God, I have a product I want to promote. And then then I need to work with the biggest influencer has the most following. And what it does is they pay somebody who has like 30 million followers, they pay them a really a lot of money and they make a, a single post. It doesn't really do anything. You know, first of all, it costs a lot. And the second of all, there is no, a lot of collection. And I, I always suggest in the industry is whenever you are trying to look for a creator to promote your brands on TikTok or even on any other social media, this is the key. You need to find the creator that's a, a fit for your brand. And then, then that creator is genuinely organically embedded with the brand, understand your value, not just like you pay me, I'll do a content for you. I really often suggest, you know, uh, have uh, find the, a, a good fit and then work with them organically and then in the long-term um, basis. And they don't really need to be big influencer. They can be somebody with like a few thousand followers, but their content is really genuine and then really would drive, you know, exposure for the brands and, and then ultimately leads to the sales. And that's what I always say it's not the bigger, the better. It's really the more genuine, more organic, the better. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate that. And it definitely reads more authentic when you have an influencer who has a vibe of being genuine, like you're saying. So no, I think that's perfect. I'm curious, like, 
you also have on your website that you represent influencers um, and have talent management. So talk to me a little bit about like how you guys work in that capacity and what types of influencers you guys work with. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I love that side of the business a lot. What, what we essentially, our team does is, you know, no matter how big an influencer has already grown to, say you have like 30 million followers, but there will be a time that you went, I call like a juice, you ran out of a creativity of juice. So the way we work with them is, you know, we work really closely. They come to our office almost on a weekly basis. We have a, a team of uh, writers to help them with like a script writing of how to upgrade their content. That's like one side, basically we help them a lot with creativity side of that, their overall content strategy. And the second is we help them get a lot more like a brand deals and especially the brand deals they can't get themselves and especially over the international market. The second one. And third is we help them with a lot of collaboration with celebrities and with uh, other influencers and here in the United States and also internationally. And, and then in the fourth one, we actually incubate brands for, for influencers too. For example, today we actually launching a, a prank box for an influencer. He has like 32 million followers and he does pranks. So we come up with a, a prank box and that's so we help them in a in a big spectrum away, but we don't tie them up like like, oh, you have to be with us, you're not allowed to work with anybody else. We genuinely believe that. If we truly, truly help them grow and genuinely, and then they would always stick with you. Got it. So you guys work with influencers in like a non-exclusive capacity. Is that right? In most cases, yeah. In in majority cases, we don't really tie them up. And I don't believe that you can't tie people up through papers. And you can do that. And, you know, what if they don't genuinely work with you? Because especially you're dealing with... Uh, creatives and that we tend to work with them on a more organic basis. No, I appreciate that actually a lot as a former talent manager and agency owner myself. Like it's definitely something that, you know, managers wonder, like, should I have a one-year agreement, a two-year agreement, or just a handshake, you know, and there's there's pros and cons to each, of course. But at the end of the day, if you have people that you've built relationships with and you build that trust and you're doing good business together, that's definitely a positive thing. What would you say are some struggles that you guys have experienced from the lens of talent, from the influencer's perspective? Just to give you a little bit of context, we had an episode like a couple weeks ago on the show where it was like, uh, we covered like a pretty big and really unfortunate scandal in the industry and involved talent management from a company that was just like really taking advantage of influencers and giving all of the good managers a really bad name. Um, and I think one of the many things that was just eye-opening to me personally was some managers that I spoke to about that and their response was, you know, it's actually not as uncommon as you would think. Mm -hmm. And it really made me think. I'm like, I know so many incredible management companies that I work with all the time. I actually coach managers. Yeah. Um, and we see those stories. But it's unfortunate that there are companies that are mistreating influencers, are, you know, just doing a lot of things that are like 
this company was like particularly nefarious about. Mm-hmm. And it it leaves influencers rightfully so with this like unease, like how do I know that I'm signing with the right management company and how do I know that it's a good fit? So I think that that's a, a interesting question I'd like to ask you. Like who is, from an influencer's perspective, if they're looking for new management who is the best fit for you and your agency? Like describe that type of influencer to me. Oh, we really uh, like to work with the influencer. I, you know, they genuinely want to grow and they need help. And then we can, yeah, we can really truly help them out. So the type of people we we prefer is always like, I like people with like a great work ethic. You show up, you know, show up on time, you do what you say. And then you, you kind of understand nowadays a lot of people, because they're, especially influencers, they're really, really young. Sometimes some of them are, are a little bit entitled. So we would tend to stay away from that. We like to choose the ones has really good ethic. And then also we genuinely can help and grow. You know, I don't want to tie somebody up. They already have a full-on team and then we become an extra there. Got it. No, that makes perfect sense. And you guys tend to focus more specifically on TikTok talent? Yeah, we focus more on TikTok. It's kind of like our like bread and butter in a way because TikTok is always, always our investor. So we have a lot of more like ahead of the game kind of schedule. We know like when, what's going to launch and what feature, how program works. And so we have a lot of more uh, advantage per se in, in that perspective. Awesome. And where do you think there are opportunities for influencers these days? Like for perspective, we talk a lot on the show, I mean, a ton about brand partnerships and that's sort of been like, to use your term, the bread and butter for most influencers and most talent agencies for the longest time. But, you know, you also see influencers, like you said, like creating product of their own or branching out and doing television or all sorts of things. Where are some interesting opportunities that you've observed for talent these days that maybe influencers haven't really noticed enough? Oh, absolutely. I, I think one of the, if you are, uh, say you're a, a creator, you don't need to be like big. If you're a really good content creator by itself, there, there's like a huge opportunity ahead. Once I would say in China, it's already very established. It's called a TikTok creator exchange program and it's basically if you are a genuinely really good content creator and bunch of your video really hits on and on tiktok goes viral pick up by the algorithm that the pay grade is really really high and some of the creator i say in a couple of months that they make five hundred thousand dollars and i actually see a lot of them and even in the united states and that's one way is just just genuinely being a, a very good content creator, you know how to create a great content that that really works well for the brands and works for with the algorithm. Some of them get picked up, they really goes well. That's the content creation self. And then then second of all is of course you the real opportunity here is, you know, as we evolve um, creator economy, like creator almost gonna become a startup itself, right? You have you are your own mini like a startup empire and you need uh, support, right? So you need capital, you need creativity, you need a platform to support you. So so that's kind of like you really need to be, a, as a creator, you really need to be a, a very good business savvy person, be a good businessman. 
and and then then evolve on that. On top of that, you know, you can incubate brands for yourself. You can, you know, also shift to like a Web three space, and it doesn't matter you're a beauty influencer, like a you know fashion or any other influencer. You understand how the Web three side of the business, and there's a a lot of opportunity on, on that side. And also, and foremost is the most actually the biggest opportunity I see is live streaming for creators. One of the biggest creator in China, and his name is Austin Lee, and we also call him Lips of King. So this guy sell like over billions of products in six hours just through live streaming itself. Not on TikTok, on Taobao, it's a different platform, but it's incredible. We believe because this is also one of the TikTok's major mission, which has done really, really successful in China. So the TikTok here and really are also trying to push the live stream and shopping into to the public as soon as they can. That is fascinating to me, like the live streaming component. So it's interesting because like, is that specific platform just for live streaming or is it like TikTok where you can live stream, you could post, like tell us a little bit more about that platform. Yeah, it's a, the live streaming is actually on the on TikTok. So people still go into TikTok and on the upper left corner, there's a live button. You click on that. That's like a like a hundreds, hundreds of live streaming rooms there. So it's the same platform, same app. You can pose, you can comment, you can go to live stream and you can shop there. Got it. Okay. I thought you were saying that this person that you were mentioning, like they live stream on a different platform. So it's on TikTok, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. And so talk to me. I definitely would love to dig into live streaming a little bit because when you were saying earlier how like the keys to success for any influencer partnership is just like that influencer being warm, friendly, like there's that sort of like that quality. And I can only imagine that sort of quality coupled with a couple other things that come to mind would be really most compelling for live streaming. It's like the epitome of sales person who is equally compelling, but also friendly. And you just like very naturally infuse whatever it is that you're selling as part of that. So like the people that you have observed who are really good at live streaming, how much of the time would you say they're like selling versus it's just like about like chit-chatting and like you're talking to a friend? Yeah, it actually really depends. And I, I see like successful successful examples in, in many different scenarios. Some of them are just really you live stream with them in a very consistent basis. And you talk with your fans and you become really close friends with them. And they just generate like a lot of organic sales. And there's also, they just really, all they care about is just do like a selling but because they're so entertaining and they also sell a good product. And then you also are very consistent about what you do. And then, then there's like really uh, successful examples on that. So, so basically it's a, there is not like a specific rules, like what makes a very successful live streamer. And then, then at the end of the day, it, it's just really what you do on a live stream and you can, you can keep your audience engaged and then, then the content you are delivering are very meaningful. And then you sell great product and people are always going to come back. Yeah. And then, then I, I mentioned one more consistency. In, in, in the live stream, you need to, if you really want to do a live stream, 
you need to do it on a very regular basis. The more you do it, the more likely the algorithm would identify you as a serious person. And then, then you get to push more to, to the audience. Yeah. And so like, if you were advising a brand and they were considering doing some live streaming partnerships with an influencer, but they're like, oh, I don't know, we're very used to having, you know, like more of a traditional post or reel or a TikTok, but live streaming is its own thing. What would you suggest they keep in mind or what questions would you ask them to make sure that they're positioned really well to do a live streaming partnership? As you know, live streaming is still in an infant stage in the United States. It's not going to generate you like a massive sales that you haven't seen in China. So you want to tell them, hey, first of all, you're going to have a lot of organic audience watching you. So you're going to have a pretty good brand exposure. And then that would ultimately need a good sale. But you're not going to say like a huge sales on day one, especially for a lot of, you know, smaller brands and unknown brands. And you need to, I need to tell them that. And the second of all is that there's a lot to learn. The brands need to learn about this is, it's an ongoing efforts and literally like as frequent as possible that you can do live streaming on TikTok. And then that would actually, I call like a consistency that would make, make it a, a very successful. Definitely. And before we like end today's conversation, we're in a really exciting time. It's the end of the year. And I think that a lot of people are anticipating a big year, 2023, for a lot of us influencer marketers. Sure, the economy is a little up in the air. And I think that like people are a little weary of budgets, but I'm really optimistic. I'd love to hear, I love to sort of poll our guests about predictions. So I'll keep it pretty broad, but are there any sort of predictions that you predict in terms of influencer marketing for the year 2023? I am also very optimistic and I'm very positive as well. And I would say in the United States, I'll talk about from a specific TikTok perspective. So in 2023, TikTok shop is going to go live and basic means you can use you know your credit cards and PayPal Venmo and doing a transaction inside a TikTok shop. And a lot of brands are gonna join that. And ultimately they're also gonna open like you know like an Instagram shop for influencer. You're going to say TikTok shop for TikTokers as well. So that that side of business that we call 360 close the loop inside a TikTok. That's pretty much 2023 is happening. So that actually will lead like a very popular thing we call like a short video marketing. So now because you had a TikTok shop and then as an influencer, you can post more videos and that video is organic, has some kind of product description in it. And then on top of that video, you will see a shopping cart. So that shopping cart, and you oh, I really like whatever he's wearing. You click on that shopping cart that leads to the TikTok shop and you actually can make purchase. And then, then of course on that, on top of that, I truly believe live streaming eventually going to become a thing. You're going to see more wave, more people coming into the space and doing live streaming a lot on TikTok. And of course, you see Instagram Live and a bunch of independent platforms they also are doing live streaming as well. So good. I so appreciate those insights. I think that 
we'll have to touch base next year and see how many of those came to life. But I think they're such great insights and I'm super optimistic for next year. I'm glad to hear that you are too. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. I really appreciate your perspective. And for anyone in our audience who wants to get in touch, is there a social media that you would like to share? Uh, yes, please uh, follow us on Real Hype Creative. That's our Instagram handle. Follow us out there. And uh, we have a website called realhype.com. So follow us out there and then you can reach, that, reach us there. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Erica. It's really, really nice having you on today. And for all of you guys listening... Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, we gotta have you back. Check out our website for more ways to get involved, including all the information you need about joining our collective. You can check out all the information at IamWim.com. Leave us a review, a rating, but the most important thing that we can ask you to do is to share this podcast. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week.